everybody, welcome back to We Are the Batman. I'm Mike. And this is Matthew. All right, we have reached one of the apexes uh, of breaking down live-action Batman movies, and uh, that is Justice League. We are going to get into both versions, both the Joss Whedon version and the Snyder Cut, also known as Zack Snyder's Justice League, in this today. Um, and if you thought our opinions on BVS were wildly different, I have a feeling you are in for a shock with this one because they're probably even more so with this uh case in point matt you actually just watched the just the joss whedon one for the first time since it came out in theaters just yesterday or the day before right that is correct yes and uh i think i was even messaged you like i thought it was a 90 minute cut nope so there were scenes i'm watching and i was like i didn't think this was in the version i saw in the theater yeah it was they they the because they got for they they learned the wrong lessons from bvs Yes, because BBS is two and a half hours. The Ultimate Edition is three. And one, one of the smaller complaints people had about BBS was that they felt like it was too long, which I think was more of an editing problem with the two and a half hour cut that made it feel longer than it was because it was poorly paced in that edit. Um, and so they were like, well, let's let's keep it under keep it under two hours. And which is insane for a Justice League movie. Um so Joss Whedon was like, okay, I will literally keep it under two hours. It is one hour and 59 minutes Yeah. Um, to meet that duration mandate. Not to mention, this movie is plagued from day one. There's, yeah, this is, this is where, like, Man of Steel comes out, and they do the whole, we don't know what we're going to do next, and that's where Batman vs. Superman comes from. Yeah. And the one thing that they kind of learned is that a lot of people complained about the wanton destruction in Man of Steel. So you have lines of dialogue in Batman vs. Superman is like, oh, well, it's good that this is an abandoned place we're going to decimate with our battle right now. Yeah, that felt like such a studio note. Yeah. And it was like, wow, you guys paid Anderson Cooper money to read that line. Like, but also I do agree with, or I don't agree, but I will say that I think the fact that that was a problem for people was kind of asinine. It's like nobody had this complaint during the Avengers. Nobody had this complaint during Godzilla. Actually, what I love is when a year later, a year after Man of Steel, when the first uh, Godzilla movie comes out in 2014 with Brian Cranston, um, is uh, if you've ever seen the How It Should Have Ended cartoons on YouTube, they did one for Godzilla. And as he's going into the water at the end, Superman shows up and goes, wait, 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 wait. You guys are clapping yeah. and cheering for him, but I got told I was a bad person. He destroyed like like, like five cities in this movie. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, it is kind of a, a weird complaint to suddenly have. It felt like people were looking for things to be mad at with Man of Steel. So, yeah, you get into BVS and, and there's that. And then they doubled down on that in Justice League, particularly with the Joss Whedon cut. Yeah. So it's. We'll talk about Man of Steel when we do our Man of Steel episode one of these days. <laughs> yeah. Didn't we do that already? I don't know. I can't keep track anymore. We're coming up on 100 episodes. Guys, we're coming up on 100 episodes. Uh, with uh, We got something special planned for that, so be on the lookout for that. But, uh, yeah. Um, well, let me ask you a straightforward question then, Matt. Of the two versions, which one... It's in terms of being just a just in terms of an altogether beginning to end narrative film, which one do you think is the better of the two? See, here here's where you're going to have to let me go on a rant for a second. Ah, shit. <laughs> so no matter what, in my opinion, neither one of these movies are any good. OK, I think they have a serious issue. The same issue Batman versus Superman had is that for some reason, Batman's an idiot and that bugs me among other things I need you to elaborate on that a bit (laughs) well just like you know that he has questionable morals and integrity when he decides he's going to bring back somebody he never really liked but for some reason he likes now in this movie okay so there's a couple things that i don't know for me work in the narrative from these three films okay um but i don't think I don't. Th- so all that to say, I used to make a big joke when they were talking about the Snyder Cut being released that it's just going to be a different color of diarrhea. Um, I don't think that now. 
Okay. I haven't watched the theatrical cut since it was out in the theater. I haven't watched the Zack Snyder version since it first came out. Okay. And I will say, honestly, they are they are not the two or three that I originally gave them. Okay. I'll, I'll give it a four or five. Out of ten? Out of ten. For the theatrical or for the, for the, the Snyder cut? Both. Okay, you're giving them both a five out of ten, let's call it. Correct, because I think... Between these two movies, mm. there is a third edit that I think would really work for this film. Okay. No, at the same time, I still think it's dumb, but I think there is a faster pace to the Whedon version that mm. I prefer, but it still is not a good well, movie. Because the Snyder Cut is just him playing with house money. It's Correct. literally like this is going to streaming, and they've given they gave him like I think they gave him like fifty million to finish it because there was because there was like a lot of VFX that needed done, scenes that needed shot, thing, like there was stuff that just it just it was an incomplete movie. Yeah. Um. So they gave him like a fifty million dollar budget, I think it was to to go finish it. That's why there's a couple of times where the CG's not all it could be, but it's one of those it was like this was obviously a scene they did in the Snyder Cut reshoots that they were like we are on a shoestring budget, do the best you can. Yeah. Um so I think I think you are right in that there is a shorter version of the Snyder Cut that works, but because it's a no basically a no rules no holds barred cut of a movie um while i personally enjoy it from a fanboy standpoint i do agree it's like that four-hour movie could never get released in theaters yeah and i think here's here's where i'll give major kudos okay i may think the movie's dumb as crap but you know what i signed up for max to watch that damn movie it did what they wanted it to do yeah, they only release the Snyder Cut on HBO Max. Even now, when all the DCEU movies are on Netflix, the Snyder Cut's yeah. not there. Well, that's that's more of a rights and contract issue than a. Well, my point more is that issue. they released that movie at the exact same yeah. time they killed DC Universe and brought all the DC stuff to HBO Max. Well, it's because nobody was signing up for DC Universe. Correct. So nobody they moved all that, yeah. for it. They move all that stuff to HBO Max. They release this. It does its job. I don't, I think it's a, a hot mess. Mm-hmm. I, but at the same, but I honestly was surprised that I thought they were two completely different movies. I just kind of look at the justice, the Snyder cut is like, it's just this crazy extended version. And there are scenes in the Whedon version. Yeah. I still like, like the one that you like the whole, like just save one. That is that I've said it a million times. It breaks my heart that that's a Joss Whedon scene and didn't make it into the Snyder cut. Cause I think that's a very good exchange. Yeah. I like the part, even though it's weird, the part where Aquaman steals the lasso of truth and he goes on that whole weird, like oh, we're gonna when, die. He, when he sits on it. Yeah. And he's like, we're going to die. You're hot I as think, hell. Da, 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 da. And I thought I it, think was it is an objectively cute. funny moment. Like for just from a, from a writing standpoint, that's very good comedy writing it does not it it throws the tone it's one of those moments where it's like ah this is this is not the moment for this joke though same thing with when in the in the joss whedon cut when when flash is running around and trips and falls into wonder woman's boobs i'm like okay and then especially as now in 2024 when we know the things we know about joss whedon it's like ah that scene feels even dirtier now yeah, that, yeah, and that's a like I'm not gonna say there's like some superior version between the two, but I, I think like there are scenes in the Weedem version, there are scenes in the the Snyder cut. Like, yeah. do I truly like? <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, the guys who the the co-hosts of the Fanboy Junction um, podcast from back then, we still have a group chat. It just wow. so happens they started talking about the Snyder verse Weedem cut and the the Snyder cut like three hours ago it's funny that you mentioned that too you know as we mentioned in james gunn here we didn't talk about this at the top but um uh, rachel brosnahan uh confirmed on the red carpet for the emmys they start shooting superman legacy in march yeah she said they asked her she was like she looked at her publicist like am i allowed to say okay yeah we start shooting in march and i'm like oh oh i texted you immediately and was like we're getting a trailer at comic-con there's no way we're not they could start shooting in six weeks yeah. That means they've got that that'll be months of shooting. And if his 
you know, it, again, James Gunn is the guy that got us a trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy after like like two weeks of shooting. Um, yeah. So, well, and this is where I'll say this: Look, the writers are on strike. Yeah, and the actors are on strike. That doesn't mean everybody else isn't still full bore trying to get things ready so that once it's yeah. off, we're good. Because I, well, I'm, James Gunn confirmed as much. He was like, "Yeah, we didn't." He was, he was like, "The whole time we were on strike, everyone else was was at work." He, you know, yeah. VFX team was 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 getting their stuff ready. The sets were being built. The costumes were being designed. He's like, "They." He's like, "We're yeah." The the writer strike set us and the actor strike set us back as far as like actual shooting. He's like, "But honestly." That just gave us more time to do location scouting and getting all the other pre-pro ducks yeah. in order. Yeah. So that's that's going to be exciting. But but yeah. I think I think there's a lot of scenes like do I do I care about cyborg in general? No. And this is this is where I, I brain farted earlier. Okay. Is I quote unquote was raised with cyborg not on the Justice League. As was that, I. That was a, a new 52, new 52 thing. thing. New 52 he's, thing yeah. he's always been a Teen Titans. Well, technically, he, for the most part, he's been a Teen Titans character. He did start yeah. off in the Super Friends. But and comic book-wise, he's always been a Teen Titans character. So him even being in this movie annoys the crap out of me. So do I need more backstory for him? No. But I think there's a balance between at least tell us something about him more. Yeah. Like, do I need the football and the, 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 the mom and all that? No, I don't need any of that stuff. But I think between him and the flash i don't like oh my gosh what ezra is his miller. name ezra miller is the flash i think is a horrible casting choice especially if you make him barry allen if you made him wally west i think i'd be a little bit more on board i've i've said that kind of since day one it's like it's not that i don't like ezra miller as the flash it's that i don't like ezra miller as barry allen yeah Especially because you had Barry Allen on TV, like just make it Wally West. Well, yeah, that that and that we've we've talked about that before. I mean, when they because they announced Ezra Miller as the Flash in BVS at the same like the same week, the same within a within like forty eight hours of the Flash breaking like every television ratings yeah. record known to mankind, because because Stephen Amell was doing an interview, I think, with Collider um yeah. for their after show and he basically was just like yeah like i'm not happy that they did that because he's like they rained on my buddy's parade pretty hard yeah which is hey here you are with the number one show on television yeah we're not casting you in anything though it just it was and it was it was kind of neat that in the crisis on infinite earth thing that i know ezra miller makes a cameo in in one episode and they have like a you're barry allen you're barry allen oh that's cool you know, that's neat. I like it. It's it's a little bit I was a little bummed and we talked about this in our flash review. I was a little bummed that when he was looking at all these other multiverse versions yeah. of other characters, we had that that uh no no actor listed Jay Garrick. That could have just been Grant Gustin as the Flash. Or the guy who plays Jay Garrick in the show. Or the guy who plays Jay Garrick in the show, because it wasn't even him. You know, any yeah. of them, I, either Jay Garrick actor, it could have been the guy from the beginning of season three that turned out to be fake, or it could have been John Wesley Shipp. Yeah. You know, which would have also been a great nod to the flash because he was also the flash in the original TV show. Yeah. So there, but that's a conversation about the flash, but yeah, <laughs> my thing with cyborg is while I am with you, which is like, I felt like I understood why cyborg was in this um, because it was the most recent, you know, people who had <laughs> maybe started with new 52 were like, would have been more familiar. Also, cyborg is an incredibly popular character mostly thanks to the teen titans tv show um so well, I, I also, why he was included but i will say when you watch the two versions of the movie you know whether or not you needed all the cyborg stuff in justice league for your own taste is one thing but it is so it is such an emotional well developed story all ripped almost entirely from the comics he becomes the heart and soul of the movie in the snyder cut to where when you see how he's reduced to less than a supporting character in the joss whedon cut it's like okay you made that that wasn't just an editing faux pas you made the conscious decision to cut him out of this movie yeah and yeah. Maybe he that, doesn't want him in the Justice League. <laughs> I don't know. Well, but that was that was a Joss Whedon decision. Joss Whedon's the one that made those decisions. 
he's the one that reduced that role because he also changed the outcome of the character because Silas Stone survives in the Joss Whedon one to the end. Yeah. He does not do that in the Snyder cuts. That was one of the, when I watched the Snyder cut for the first time, I was like, and they killed him off. I was like, wait, but he survived in the, whoa, Joss Whedon really. Wow. Okay. So it's one, but I also feel like a lot of the Snyder cut is dependent on, you have to already be on board with with the Snyder verse to enjoy yep. the Snyder cut. If you're not on board with the Snyder verse, the Snyder cut's not going to change your mind. No. no. So that's where I think the hang up happens is it's I've I'm on record. I am on board with the Snyder verse. I quite enjoy the Snyder verse for the most part, but but yeah, but it, so that's why I think I I like a lot of people really 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 like the Snyder cut. Because I'm dialed into that in, in, into that storytelling, into that universe. So now I will say when I first saw Joss Whedon's Justice League, I walked in with everybody saying it was like one of the worst movies ever made. And I walked out of it going, y'all need to chill. Because <laughs> people said the same thing about BVS. But it was like the worst superhero movie ever made. And I'm like, okay, we, we, we need to calm down with, with, with the superlatives here because did I and did I did I like Justice League the first time I saw it? Yes, but similar to BVS, is I liked the theatrical cut. I saw the Ultimate Edition. It helped me realize, oh yeah, the original one didn't do that. This is better than what the original one did, and it made me actually it brought my score for the original down because I saw how it should have been, and that's kind of what the Snyder cut did for me, which is like I was. I was lukewarm on the Joss Whedon one at best. And then after the Snyder cut, I was like, oh, this is what I could have had. Oh, Joss Whedon, you are on my shit list, sir. On my shit list, because especially the cyborg stuff, which I really as someone who, do, who didn't really grow up reading cyborg and only knew him really from Teen Titans, the show mostly and from Super Friends to get all that backstory here's what i'll equate it to all the extraneous backstory stuff that, that you're saying we that you didn't really need and I, I i kind of agree it's the equivalent of another movie we just watched which is crisis on infinite earth part one where they spend 45 minutes going oh yeah we haven't built this world out at all quick let's build this world out in 45 minutes when you look at a lot of the backstory and extraneous stuff in in the snyder cut regardless of whether or not it works for you, it's there to serve the same purpose, which is the studio wanted them to go ahead with this. It was too soon. They were in a rush. So now they've got to build out this world and then have this world be threatened. Yeah. So again, I think all of these problems just stem from studio interference, but then also, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the production of justice league is plagued with problems behind the scenes you had you had all you had all the studio problems going on then you have the fallout with Zack Snyder and his wife after after their daughter died from suicide there was there's rumors that there was already problems behind the scenes before then it's not that that part is we'll never know the truth as far as that goes you know going off of just the things we know it's Zack Snyder's daughter dies from suicide he and his wife are like, okay, yeah, we're out. We got to go deal with this, which is understandable for any human being. Joss Whedon at the time was attached to, we know was attached to make a Batgirl movie, not the one that got inevitably canceled. And had also, he had also been consulting on the set because the dude did two Avengers movies. So if you're going to do the DC Avengers movie, it makes sense to have him there. He took over on directing the reshoots that were, were set to happen. And basically what what happened was once Snyder was essentially out of the picture, Warner Brothers went to Joss Whedon and said, OK, now that that dickhead's done, here's what we want you to do. And Joss Whedon didn't fight them on a single thing and I gave them literally everything they wanted. And, you know, despite what Willy Wonka says, when you give someone everything they've ever wanted, they don't become the happiest man on earth. You get a, 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 an incredibly messy movie with bad color grading, 
bad editing um, and don't even get and and also what happens with with Henry Cavill's face in this one scene at the beginning <laughs> that didn't need to be there. My God, they, that was Paramount and Warner Brothers not communicating. That it's is being mean to a, each other. That was just them being it's like, well, we need him to shave his beard. No, he can't shave his beard. Do you guys not have a makeup person? Jesus, you can go buy a fake beard at Party City that'll look fine. Yeah. It's not even a beard beard. It's basically five o'clock shadow. He can grow that back after a week of not shaving. And instead, you get this weird CGI mess on his face in the beginning during this weird, you know, TikTok or whatever scene that's going on that doesn't need to be there. Well, even in the scene between him and Lois, the reshoot that they kind of make it a little lighter in the, the Joss Whedon, yeah. you can tell his face is just not right. It, yes, ma'am. Like, yeah. all right, calm down, guys. It's it's it's, and again, that's that was Paramount being dicks is all it comes down to. Um, and, but and then there's again there's the duration mandate with they had to keep it under two hours, not two hours, under two hours. Well, and this this is where it goes into that you've got Warner Brothers. This is where they really start doing the knee knee jerk reaction to everything because if memory serves like he was planning on doing two justice league movies. He was planning on doing doing three. three. Okay. So that's where like, when you look at everything in the Snyder cut, I could easily see how this there's two movies of random stuff in here. hundred percent. So now do we, is the Snyder cut? We got what he had done. I'm going to say no, no, it was, it was, what do I, what can I, if I, if they're giving me 50 million, I'm going to use the 50 million and I'm going to shoot everything I can that will make a lick of sense. That's why we get the Martian Manhunter stuff. That's why we get the, um, the nightmare sequence at the the nightmare sequence, which I will say that one and the one that's in BVS. I don't give a shit. I love those. I love that stuff that I don't know why it works for me. I'm just bummed out. We're never going to know the whole story. I would also dare say Jared Leto's Joker in the two minutes of screen time he has in the Snyder Cut is better than his entire role in Suicide Squad. I I will agree with you on that. Because because everybody bitched about his portrayal in Suicide Squad. I didn't have a particular problem with it. It just was a totally out of left field different take that I wasn't prepared for. Also, Suicide Squad sucks, but that's not really that's really not. Jared Leto's Joker is not the problem with Suicide Squad. He's got five minutes of screen time. Um, it's, it's one of the many problems with the movie. Yeah, and it's honestly, it's pretty close to the bottom of the list when you account for the fact he's got a couple scenes in the beginning and and a quick five seconds at the end. Like, he doesn't really, he's not really in the movie a whole lot. Yeah. Um, but people forget how good of an actor Jared Leto is when you just let him breathe and choose some scenery. And yeah. the, the exchange between him and Batman at the end of the Snyder cut, I'm like something, something that you texted me about earlier, which is like, Jesus Christ, we never got a movie of these two. Just we never got a bat fleck and, and Jared Joker movie of the two of them just chewing scenery against each other. And we as fans were robbed. Look, I was thinking about this earlier and I, I'm, I think I've changed my mind about something the true gigantic crime mm-hmm. of us not getting more of this Snyder verse is we didn't get dude as Alfred more him sure. teaching an immortal woman how to properly make tea. It's one of my and favorite she scenes. is like relenting to his advice cracks me up and, and just then he's him. right. And then he's right. Yeah. Or like any scene with Ben Affleck and him, freaking gold in this jeremy irons is the unsung hero of the snyderverse jeremy irons as alfred is patrick stewart as xavier genius level casting and he and ben affleck first of all jeremy irons has chemistry with everybody he's on screen with in this movie him and henry cavill have 15 seconds together it's a great it's it's fantastic every exchange he has with someone's movie is, is is awesome and yes because we were robbed of more batfleck we were robbed of more alfred He's even great in the little bit of time we get with him in the flash. And it's just, man, we, yeah, yeah. we had something truly special with Ben Affleck and Jeremy Irons and, and yeah, not getting more of them is heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking because it's, it's easily some of the best stuff in the movie. 
yeah. easily in either movie. And 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 look, I can still appreciate acting, even yeah. if I don't like the movie. Oh like, sure. For them, like do do Cavill, Irons, Affleck, um, Godot isn't that bad. In this I think, one, I think this movie and Wonder Woman are the best she is in all and everything she does yeah. for DC. Like, and, and that's another one too. Is like any scene that's Batman and Wonder Woman in this movie is really cool. And I, I think I prefer the chemistry. Yeah. I think I prefer when he becomes a dick and she shoves him and you have that moment of like, bro, she could literally rip you in half. Calm down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I say there's, there's, there's scenes in these two movies. Like there is a, I don't know, a fan cut, a Hasso cut of justice league. I don't know what you want to call it, but I think I'm not going to do it, but no, (laughs) no, we don't have that kind of free time. Yeah. But no, I, 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 Again, like I, it's not a, in my opinion, it's not a great movie, but there are like the black suit is comic book accurate for when he's resurrected. And you know what? It doesn't look bad. It, it looks pretty freaking cool. It doesn't look bad. I was worried that it was going to look dumb on screen because you hear stories about like age of Ultron, how they tried to do the gray Hulk for the scene when he goes nuts. And they said it just didn't, they, they couldn't get the CG to look good on screen and so when I, they said they were doing the black suit i'm like cool but oh that that black and gray when when most of your stuff is cgi can look a little rough and it looked pretty darn good yeah i i the given it the explanation that his original suit is gone he's gone yeah. back to the ship put on this new suit and left sure because well, we, we see that we see that when they're going through to drop his body off is all the suit and we saw that in man of steel too there was a bunch of different suits and actually honestly the black suit we see him in his black suit in man of steel in um when he's having that thing with zod when zod's in his head briefly he's in his black suit in well, that it's the undersuit of their armor yeah so because well, because because zod even wears basically his version of the black suit when he takes his armor off and stuff yeah it's like they're they're under they're 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 long johns the roofs <laughs> they're long johns or something yeah no it, it, like i've been really surprised honestly watching i i will watching man of steel mm-hmm. batman versus superman the two versions of justice league they're not complete and total crap again i'm not gonna say they're great movies sure but like i i really do go like man i really wanted that there was me man it's you look at it as a whole as the whole Snyder versus a whole and you're just like there was something here there was something here especially i I look at it like this may not you may not get this reference but metallica's saint anger album not a good album but each one of those songs it's like there's something there yeah there's something in each of those songs like this could have been awesome but it just didn't get there all the way and I think that's been the Snyder verse and just everything pre James Gunn up to, you know, from Man of Steel to Aquaman, the last kingdom, which is all I've been saying. Um, there's some, each movie, regardless, even suicide squad, that first trailer for suicide squad that dropped at comic-con like was unsettling. Yeah. It was, and, it, and we, but, and we also know that later on, because people because there was a complaint that bvs was too dark they basically made them go back and recut suicide squad and turned it into what we got um, an action movie no no that's 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 insulting to action movies we, i don't know dude dude suicide, we didn't we haven't really talked about suicide squad much it's a terrible movie it's not good um the suicide squad is considerably better but uh yeah with the justice league movies it's just it's it's this is literally Murphy's law. Anything that can go wrong with this movie's production did go wrong. And while I'm grateful to the studio for giving Zack Snyder, just the opportunity, whether, whether or not it was your bag, the fact that they gave him the opportunity to make essentially his completed film and then some, um, speaks wonders i think to the faith they had in him too little too late where it's like yeah if you would had this kind of faith in him before 
we yeah. might not have had some of these problems, but well, I think they had faith in the dollar and that's why they had him do it. Because like I said, like yeah. everybody signed up for HBO max to watch that cut. They needed, they needed something to launch HBO max with all they really had was the next season of Harley Quinn at that time. They didn't yeah. have much to launch it with. Now it's, it's my favorite streaming service period because all the DC stuff's there. All of South park is there. Most of Mel Brooks is on there now since the merger with everybody. Now all the food network stuff's on there. I've been watching so much diners, drive-ins and dives uh, while I've been homesick. Um, now, my, my new st- favorite streaming service is freebie because they have the original night court on there. Fair. That's fair. I'm, I'm half a step away from paying for Peacock just so I can watch Ted. Cause I hear the Ted series is absolutely f- like the best thing that McFarlane's ever oh, done. The new teddy bear one. Yeah. Okay. Cause I love those movies. Um, and I hear the show is hysterical. Like the funniest thing he's ever made. Um, but back to Justice League, um, just to kind of it's not a whole uh, like this is probably going to be our shortest breakdown other than Batman and Robin, just because the, the story of the Justice League movie is in and of itself. It's it's such a mess. It's such a just choppy sea with a little tugboat on it. And it's hard to it's hard to really rate either movie because they're both incomplete movies. One is this weird hack job hack editing job full of studio notes and the other is kind of this weird frankenstein monster of what here's all my ideas (laughs) all my ideas at once because this is it i'm not going to get to do anything else so here's here's what here's what i can here's everything i'm able to give you here's what it is yeah so it, it it's hard to rate either one of them as far as being a, a, a movie, because they're, they're both just two incomplete movies. I think the Snyder one is the closest to a complete movie because the Joss Whedon one, again, is just is next to BVS is some of the worst editing and at worst post-production. And I know that's hard stuff, but that's some of the worst post-production work I've ever seen. The color grading um, just is so bad it makes the CGI stand out even more. That scene when they're all trying to subdue newly resurrected Superman, when you compare how they look in both versions, the, the Snyder one just looks better because it doesn't have that crappy color grading. It looks more like what the world was supposed to, you know, the, the Whedon one looks like, you remember back on an old TV when you go to the dial and you could crank the color settings yeah, up? Yeah. It, it looks like that's what he did. It well, and I so think bright and fake. Well, and that's where I go. Like, I remember at this point, like they were changing their mind every other month about what the DCEU oh was going to be. God, they weren't so even like, sure what to call. It. They were calling it something different at the time too. They yes, changed their name on what they were calling it. it. They wanted to call it the DC Film Universe, and they realized the acronym was DF- DCFU, and they yeah. stopped. And but I think the EU. Then it was Worlds of DC, which is dumb. Yeah, I like DCFU because it. Yeah, but. No, I, I think like so many things changing because like to me, it just feels like let's just get this out there because people know it's coming out and then we'll do our other movies and not connect them. And I think what is Shazam the next movie after this? Um, After Justice League? Yeah, I think so. Yes, honestly. It's, yes it's, just, it's Shazam. Shazam. And that's when they start going into like, oh, no, they're separate movies. But then you get the weird end credits where Superman shows up and you're just like. Yeah, up your freaking minds, guys, because at that point it was kind of in the wind whether or not Henry Cavill was going to stick around because they were like, yeah, we have because at that point they're like, we have no plans to make a Man of Steel 2 anytime soon. And everybody was kind of like, you're dumb. Yeah. yeah, you're dumb. In fact, what we're going to do is we're going to wait to announce it a week before James Gunn takes over. That way it looks like James Gunn's fault when he doesn't get the comeback. I still think James Gunn was sabotaged and it didn't work because everyone's like, yeah, no, we're still on board. It'll it'll be I am very interested to see how Superman legacy is taken. I wanna say that he has enough credit, he has enough like his movies have all done very well. If if Guardians three hadn't been as good as it was, I think people would be a bit more nervous. Yeah. But I think because Guardians three slapped as hard as it did, as well as I mean, I know it's not your particular thing, but people love the suicide squad and peacemaker 
I love Peacemaker. You, I, I know you love Peacemaker. It's the Suicide Squad. You're not the biggest fan of, but you're I not a big. You're to, not into villain movies, so yeah, I think I need to give it another shot. I think you do too. I think you do too. What, having watched Peacemaker, go into it with a Peacemaker mentality. Yeah, I think that that go into it like it's a like it's a Peacemaker prequel. Just go with that because it basically is. Um, so I think James Gunn. I, I think. I think it's going to depend on the trailer, but also as far as casting goes, I've yet to see anyone react other than people just being mad. Cavill's not coming back. I haven't seen anybody like I haven't seen like big outcries for shitty people, you know, because when, when Ben Affleck was announced as Batman, people were mad when yeah. Robert Pattinson was announced as Batman. People were mad. No one has been announced so far for Superman Legacy that anyone's been like, what the fuck? Everyone's like, yeah, no, that's cool. The only one that's kind of got people scratching their head is the guy playing Superman because he's not like a big name. He's been a supporting, but but Rachel Brosnan is Lois Lane, kind of a no-brainer. Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor kind of makes all the sense in the world. Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner basically playing Captain Hammer with a Green Lantern ring that's that's yeah. fantastic and everyone else you know it it yeah so all that to say to tie this back to justice league justice league marks a problematic because i honestly do think that the dceu died with snyder cut i really do because everything outside of that is just warner brothers throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks to the velcro yeah. Whether or not you liked it, it was all just random movies that were connected because they said they were connected. Um, but you could tell me they're all independent and it wouldn't it wouldn't matter a, a lick. So to me, Justice League, whichever, you know, the Snyder Cut is kind of where the DCEU for me emotionally kind of just stops because anything after that is just like, I mean, yeah, Blue Beetle's awesome. But again, it, it that's why he's getting folded into the DC in, yeah. into James guns. Cause it's like, that truly is independent enough. You know, everything that went down with, with Shazam and black Adam and all that is, it's such a hot mess. So all right, I have three questions for you to Hit wrap me. this up. You ready? Hit me. Um, <clears throat> number one, now that like, we're probably not going to do a man of steel episode. I imagine we're kind of done with, I swear we already did. We've discussed it here and there when we discussed the, Okay. Hit me with it. Of all the DC EU movies, okay. which one is your favorite? Ooh, that's hard. That's really hard. Um, it's prop. Ooh, god damn. I'm not man. I I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think it is Man of Steel. I think I mean, it is for me. It's honestly, it's a tie between because while I do unabashedly really, really like BVS Ultimate Edition and the Snyder Cut because of just the the drama surrounding them, it makes it hard for me to enjoy them fully, I think. And I love the Suicide Squad. But I still man, man of Steel just is just slaps in all the right ways for me. Yeah, it has some issues, but what I'll say it's the most complete movie. Correct. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like Wonder Woman would be number one, except (sighs) it craps itself so hard in the third. Yeah, if that ending was just was just a hair better. Yeah, Wonder Woman. You you know, I think Wonder Woman might be my number three. I think Wonder Woman's my number. I think it goes Man of Steel, The Suicide Squad, and then Wonder Woman. And then after that's probably the Snyder Cut. And then maybe Blue Beetle, but only because Blue Beetle's so new, I haven't yeah. had enough time to live with it yet. But I will say, I rewatched it the other day. God, it's still good. Yeah, I, I th- yeah, uh, yeah, but, but yeah, I think that's that's the the, the Man of Steel's the most complete because yeah, look, I may not agree with some of those choices, but they're consistent choices for that film and that story. It's the most in terms of just being a complete, cohesive, coherent film. From a purely filmmaking standpoint, I think it's the best one in all of them. Um, yeah, which is sad since it was the first one. It, yeah, I know. I, I um, think I think the biggest problems with Man of Steel are more in terms of taste than actual filmmaking. So my next question. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to glass gl- gloss over that. Part. Okay. All right. What's, uh, what's your second question? If you could have Ben Affleck come back for Batman and the Gunverse, would you do it? thousand percent 
sign me up right now. Yeah. Well, here's here's what I'm gonna say. I'm I'm actually gonna say no only because I know he doesn't want to do it. I know Ben Affleck doesn't want to do it. He's as a guy who you who has you know he's a guy who has struggled throughout this whole process. You know, the being Batman while it was a dream for him was so draining on him mentally that he had to go that his marriage fell apart. He had to go back to rehab and and everything. I would say no because I don't want to put the poor guy through that. That being said, if he was like, "Hey, I'd love to come back and do it for James Gunn," and James Gunn was like, "Okay," I I I would dance <laughs> because <laughs> Batflex one of the best things that ever happened to DC films. All right, third one. Yeah. Again, DCFU DCEU yeah. is encapsulated now. Yeah. Is there anybody else of the various characters in this universe? Because we know we're getting Cena as Peacemaker, we're getting Vigilante, we're getting Amanda Waller, we're getting Blue Beetle. Yep. I think that's the only people that he has said are so coming far. over. It's, nothing's been confirmed as far as Gal Gadot or Momoa yet, or Cyborg or Martian Manhunter. So who 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 would I like? Who who out of all of those that have not been everybody, confirmed? Would anybody, I like it doesn't matter. Back? Heroes, villains, anybody. Would you be like, yes, bring them over? Okay. Uh. 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 uh Oh Jesus, Joe! Uh, Sofia Vergara's ex. Joe Meganello. Joe Meganello's Deathstroke. Joe Meganello's Deathstroke. Man, we got five. We got fifteen seconds of it in both Justice Leagues, and the promise of him being the villain in a Batman movie. And when you see him take that helmet off, and you're like, "Oh, I'm looking at a comic book panel come to life," and just l- knowing that that Joe Meganello is a huge nerd and would commit to this a thousand percent give me that but i'll also as a con as a consolation prize i will take henry lennox as martian manhunter because i think i think casting wise that is that is good casting for and i loved loved the design of martian manhunter that we see at the end of the snyder cut and that is a character that is really easy to make dumb looking yeah it's a very dated look for a character and they found a way to make it look good. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, hmm. It's a hard question though. It's a hard question because, because like, I want to say Momoa's Aquaman, but I haven't seen the new one and I've heard it kind of sucks pretty hard. So I don't yeah. know. And also he's been kind of, he's been being, being a, running his mouth a little bit, kind of like Zach Levi lately where it's like, like Zachary, I would have said Zachary Levi in a heartbeat if he hadn't been such a prick. Because now I'm kind of like, you know what? Screw you, screw you, dude. If you're gonna be this way, never mind. I don't want you back. But you know, that's just me. I don't know. It's it's hard to say because so because other other than Batman, other than Batfleck, I think Blue Beetle would have been the only other one where I like absolutely want him back because I love that kid as Blue Beetle. I still can't say his name right, and I'm not gonna try um but he, that movie is very good and i he was great casting as jaime so i'm glad he's going to be back but if, yeah other than him it's it's probably martian manhunter or or deathstroke i think i think those are both good calls yeah joe joe megan i mean i want to make a joke but you're not going to get it as long as somebody calls him slade but you're gonna have to watch teen titans go movie to get that absolutely not not a chance at all every time you try to get me to watch that show you describe something from it to me and then i'm like yeah that's doing the opposite i don't care um i know you're never gonna watch it that's never why gonna i'm watch bringing it. it up but have you watched rr yet no i have not it's one of those on my mile long to watch list okay but Okay, yeah, I think I would bring. I think the Joe Maganello thing is good. I mean, you know, we already talked about Jeremy Irons. It'd be great to have him back. Yeah, but I don't um, want to see him without Ben Affleck. Is the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like. You know, we're not getting Cavill. That would have been fine with me, but um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I want to say Will Smith is Deathstroke. No, Deadshot. But Deadshot. Yeah, he was good. Oh, actually, no. I'll give you one. It'll never happen. But David S. Malchin is Polka Dot Man. They'd have to resurrect him, huh? Yeah, they would because he died, unfortunately, which is a bummer because he's one of the best parts of that damn movie. You know um, what? You know what? I'll say this. Yeah. If you could get Joel Kinnaman to play a flag, Rick Flag, the way he did in the Suicide Squad, yeah. the lame way he did in Suicide Squad, yeah. I'd want him back. I I really liked him at Altered Carbon. I still haven't watched Altered Carbon. 
everyone keeps telling me I would love it as a Blade Runner guy, and I'm just, I haven't made the attempt to, to oh, watch it yet. Two billion percent. Yeah, I'll give you another one, and this this is an odd one to throw out there, but um, and I don't remember his name, but but Diablo from the first Suicide Squad. Say what you will about that movie, El, El Diablo's character in that movie was the only one that had growth, development, and seemed like he gave a shit. Yeah. Other than Margot Robbie, but do you, do you want Margot Robbie back as Harley Quinn? Um, I do, but I'm gonna need I'm gonna need them to give her a better script because. The first Suicide Squad, she was just reduced to kind of a, I mean, she, I thought she did a good job with what she was given. Birds of Prey is a hot mess. And I liked what they gave her in the Suicide Squad. I just wanted more because she doesn't, she's not in the movie a whole heck of a lot. And when she is, she's mostly just not really doing anything. So if we're going to get Harley, if we're going to get her back as Harley, cool. But then I want her to go full Harley. You know what I mean? Especially because we've been, I've been spoiled by Kaylee Cuoco's Harley Quinn on the animated show. So, like, like to me right now, Kaylee Cuoco and Arlene Sorkin slash Tara Strong are kind of the gold standard of Harleys. Um, I need something that's going to make me feel that way again. So, if they want to bring her back and she wants to come back, great. I also am currently thinking though they might not be able to afford Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, do you think if she plays Harley Quinn again, they'll actually give her an Oscar? Or is that too soon? Man, the <laughs> disrespect. The disrespect. I still haven't seen Barbie. Um, it's one of those I will watch it at some point. I know Matt, it was it just wasn't your it just wasn't your movie. Um, but so I can't comment on whether or not she and Greta Gerwig deserve nominations because I haven't seen the movie. They don't. However, what I will say is the irony of the situation yes. is not lost on me and the optics of the situation are not good. Um, as far, but I also wrote the Oscars off years ago, so I honestly yeah. do not give a shit. Um, I will say Ryan Gosling totally deserves that Oscar. Like yeah. as far as the nomination, that's what that's what, that's what even people I know who hate that movie are like Ryan Gosling. But I'm also like, yeah, okay, that doesn't help with the irony part of it though. <laughs> that like the only actor people are saying deserved it that these guys are saying deserved it is the male. It's like I know guys, you're not helping the case here though. But again, I can't. I haven't seen the movie, so I can't comment on it. And also, no. screw the Oscars. So who cares? Um, all right, you know. It's been so much fun doing these Batman breakdowns, going back and recapping all the Batman live action movies we've had. I can't help but feel like we're forgetting one, Matt. Is there because there's no way the Snyder Cut was the last live action Batman movie we got, was it? Wasn't there one more? Oh, that's right. The Batman. I'm sure you guys might be wondering. Well, now, wait a second. Aren't you going to break down the Batman? Yes, we are. We did, we, we did that on our first episode of the show. guys. <laughs> we did a full review of the movie. However, uh, we are. Our last breakdown is going to be not so much a breakdown, but a look back at, re at revisiting the Batman to a year and a half, almost two years since it came out um, on uh, for February and uh, looking back on it, seeing how of our feelings on it have changed, if at all, from when we watched reviewed it for our first episode till now um do we love it more do we love it less are there things that were that that have changed how do we feel about going forward with and in, into the because the penguins coming this year and then part two is coming next year um so yeah so our final live action breakdown will be a look back um at the batman based on just just from how we felt from our first episode up until this and then starting in march if you didn't see our facebook post by the way follow us on facebook it, it we're putting cool stuff up there um we are going to start in march matt why don't you tell them what we're doing in march in march we're going to start doing the what's called the year one or year two year three stories about some of the bat family characters batman has a year one two and three batgirl has a year one robin has a year one and nightwing has a year one now I've read all of them. Have you read all of them? I've read year one and year two of Batman. The others I haven't read. So this is going to be fun for me going into them fresh yeah. to get that, that you know, you're somebody who's read them already. So you can attest to them, how they've held up over the years. I get to read them for the first time and give fresh takes on them. But 
yeah and then after that we're going to be doing some uh we're going to we're going to get through the year ones the early years of the bat family and batman and then uh some other we're 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 going to be doing a lot of comic book stuff this year there's not a lot of movies going on and we're gonna have to wait a bit for tv to get here so we're gonna do uh do some more comic book stuff do some more writing stuff but yeah uh starting the last friday of march march 29th sounds perfect don't quote me on that date um we'll be doing uh we'll kick be kicking it off with batman year one we'll be talking about the comic book and inevitably the movie yes. spoiler alert we don't like the movie Not at all. <laughs> it, the, the movie's fine as far as an adaptation and ben what's his name doing the voice of batman ben mckenzie is batman uh uh not even once yeah not even once but but that, let us know what you think of justice league please do do you like yeah. snyder cut do you like the weeding cut do you like none of them yeah you let us know bring, your thoughts. and if no, you could bring ahead. somebody from the dcu into the new gun verse beyond what he said is there anybody you'd want to bring over we want to yeah. know seriously let us know let us know on facebook you can comment uh, on our facebook page if you're using the good pods podcast app you can comment on this episode and rate this episode by the way thank you to everybody listening to us on the good pods app for keeping us in the top 10 indie comic book lists every month we love you guys for it uh as always follow the show like i said on facebook uh we are going to start be uh, matt doesn't know this yet but we're going to be starting to put the show on youtube not a video it's but if you want to, YouTube has a podcast option now where you can distribute your podcast onto YouTube and to the YouTube music app. So if you're somebody who uses those to get your content, we're going to be on there soon. Uh, more details on that to come. Uh, but let us know that. You can also uh, let us know directly. You can find me on social media at Mr. Mike Shea. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. J Ninja. That is going to do it for this week. Uh, we'll see you guys again next time on We Are the Batman. Same bat time, same bat podcast channel. Bye bye.